BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. There's a stand that looking scary. Alright. Tonight on Rams Showcase, the Rams playoff hopes are not dead, but aren't they kind of? Plus, the Rams post-game press conferences have gotten repetitive. And later, the Rams head to the desert. We preview Rams at Cardinals. Next. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law for you guys tonight. Uh, we do have a decently short show for you guys tonight. I don't have a whole lot to go into. As far as news goes, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, the Rams are coming off of a blowout loss, so I'm assuming there's probably not even many of you guys listening to me, which is a good thing because we've gotten rid of all the new fans, all right? So if you're hearing me, you're, that means you're probably pretty hardcore. So I, I appreciate that more than you guys probably know. I, I definitely appreciate it. So uh, we do have some news to get into, though. We'll talk a little bit. Uh, we have an Under the Ridge Top that I, I debated not doing. But you know what? Some things need to be said, and I feel like some some of us are feeling the same way about certain things. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay it out there, and then of course we'll get into our leaderboard, and then we'll wrap it up with this game preview: Rams at Cardinals. So pretty full show for you guys tonight, which is gonna be pretty fun. Let's go ahead and hop into the news. The Rams playoff hopes have dropped, maybe for good this season. They have dropped to 8% after that Monday Night Football blowout loss to the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't know about you guys uh, about that game, but I, 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 I didn't go in with a lot of confidence that the Rams would be able to beat the, the Ravens. I didn't think, though, that the Rams would get absolutely destroyed. And that kind of was a bummer. Uh, I was hoping for just a close game, and it just didn't go the Rams' way. And that, that kind of happens sometimes. I mean, what can you do? I mean, sometimes you're just going to get blown out. Sometimes the games are just not going to go your way. Uh, the the Rams have handed out their fair share of blowout losses in the last few seasons. So uh, this is the worst home loss in Rams history, uh, The easily the worst loss in the McVay era, and it was not good. I did watch, though, every single snap all the way to the end. I always do. I haven't missed a snap for the Rams since like 2009. And that was when it was just a lot more difficult to access the Rams games 
and I was mainly just watching the ticker at the bottom of whatever game was shown in my market, which was usually the Denver Broncos. But uh, the Rams are two games now behind the Minnesota Vikings for that final playoff spot. If you guys are doing math at home, uh, if you guys are keeping track at home, we do have five games to go. So mathematically, yeah, the, the Rams are absolutely mathematically still in the playoff hunt, still sitting as that first team out. But emotionally, the Rams may not be in it anymore. The Rams, emotional, mathematically, yes, emotionally, maybe not. All right. And, and that's OK. We had an awesome season last year, and I, I kind of did want to talk about this a little bit because uh, you know, the last few seasons were were really fun for Rams fans, and it, we kind of felt like we had earned that, you know, like we had earned being good and being in the forefront of the media attention and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, I wasn't used to it. I know most of you guys are probably not used to that. I was not used to it. It was kind of weird to to hear the Rams be talked about in the media at all. That was kind of a new thing that I had to get used to. Uh, it started happening, and and now we're at a point where. Uh, the Rams probably won't make the playoffs this year and are probably going to be a little bit forgotten going into next year. But you know what? I think that's OK. Um, either way, oh, this is a, the best way that I can put it. So I, I'm I'm a Rams fan. Uh, obviously, I'm a very big Rams fan, much like many of you, especially if you guys are listening to me after a 45 to six loss on a in a on a primetime stage, which is never good. But if you guys are here, you guys are hardcore Rams fans and uh, you know, winning and losing isn't going to change that for me. I don't know if it will change it for you, but it doesn't change it for me. I will always be a Rams fan. They could lose 45 to 6 all 16 games and go 0 and 16. And, and I would still, you know, be wearing my stuff, wearing my gear, wearing jerseys and stuff. So, you know what? I, as, as much as, as much more fun as winning is, losing's okay too. I mean, and I don't want to say that that, like, I feel like some people are going to kind of attack that and be like, well, you're just cool with losing. First of all, I don't control the outcomes of the games. Uh, so in a way, I kind of have to be cool with losing. We all have to be kind of cool with losing. If we're just fans, we don't get to go out and score touchdowns or make tackles or anything. We just got to watch it unfold. So in in that regard, yeah, losing is OK. I'm still going to be a Rams fan at the end of the day. So uh, Rams playoff hopes, though, dropped dramatically. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not overly confident anymore that this team it will make the playoffs this season. But you know what? Wild things can happen. I don't think that the Vikings' success is necessarily sustainable, and mainly because I don't think that a guy like Kirk Cousins can sustain his success. He's been playing really well, and and I'm just not sure if if that's something that we're going to uh, see continue. And uh, it very well could, but at the same time, it could very well not continue, I think. And I think that both of those options are reasonable. So if the Rams can keep fighting, uh, they do have some difficult games coming up. The rest of the schedule is difficult. You know, sandwiched in between two games against Arizona, we got the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys. Those are those are tough games. Four, five tough games. Because if you think that the the Arizona Cardinals, with their record at three seven and one, that they're not, uh, the, well, first of all, they played the crap out of the 49ers and the Seahawks both, but. Uh, if, if you don't think that a divisional game is a game that you can absolutely lose, then I, I don't know what to tell you. The, the the thing that the Rams do have on their side is their recent history against the Arizona Cardinals, where they've kind of been able to absolutely destroy them. But new quarterback, new coach, it's a whole new ball game out there in Arizona. So uh, we'll get into the preview of that here in a little bit. But, you know, the, those are absolutely winnable games for the Arizona Cardinals. I think that that wouldn't be too insane to see at all so uh next up in news the 49ers can clinch a playoff berth with 
a with a couple of different scenarios. Only only two scenarios for this one. They can either clinch with a win and a Rams loss or tie or a tie and a Rams loss. So if the Rams can win this game against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, then at the very, very least, the 49ers have not yet clinched a playoff berth. And for that, I'm thankful, I guess. Uh, I'm thankful for that on this beautiful Thanksgiving week, a very cold Thanksgiving week out here in Colorado. It is like 22 degrees right now, and it was freezing all day. So uh, I know I only say that because you guys, most of you guys, I can see your numbers and stuff. I, most of you guys are in Los Angeles, and I'm sure you guys are not dealing with the same weather patterns as I am out here. So uh, I want to get into this, though. I want to get into some under the ridgetop. I appreciate the music, Reggie. Always, always on top of it. That's so crazy. All right, so this week we're going to go under the ridgetop. This is, these are just kind of some thoughts that are bouncing around in my head. And if you guys, you guys can agree with them or not, that's totally acceptable because we are all individuals and we all have our own thoughts. Um, I mean, you guys can, you you guys know what you're doing. But these are my thoughts. Uh, I, I I have thoughts. I usually don't like to share them too much. I like to just give you guys the news and the, 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 the actual stuff that we can prove and, and stuff. I'm not just going to come out here and be like, this person's playing terrible. These guys are awful. Uh, the Rams are the best team in the league. And I'm not going to do I'm not that guy. If you guys want that podcast, there are other options, but uh, you're not going to find that here. You're just going to find some facts here. Um, and, but these are my thoughts and you get them here under the ridgetop. So Basically, all I want to talk about is the post-game press conferences, uh, mainly after a loss is what I'm thinking here. So the post-game conferences are getting stale after a loss. Uh, we know what everyone's going to say. We know what McVay is going to say. He's going to say that uh, the game didn't go that the way he thought it would and that he's got to do a better job of getting his players in position to make plays. And this is... Well, based off McVay, uh, I had a drinking game while I, when I drank, I don't drink anymore, but uh, I had a drinking game that uh, every time Sean McVay said above the neck, you had to drink. And for a long time, that was going well. He doesn't really say it that much anymore, so it's not that good anymore. But uh, so we know that he's going to say that, though, and, and that I'm getting a little bit bored, I guess, with that. He'll say again that it's he's just got to do a better job of getting his players in position to make plays and and we'll we'll go back we'll look at the tape we'll make those corrections and stuff uh we know that todd Gurley is going to say that they just got to keep working they just got to keep their head down keep working uh we know that jared goff is going to say that there are some things that he would want back uh but you just got to keep on pushing we know that aaron donald is going to say that he's got to do more to help the team win eventually though we got to see that the team and the coaches know that they are doing something wrong and actually fix it and not just say what's going wrong and then continue doing the same exact thing, calling the same plays, uh, running the same schemes, not giving Todd Gurley the football, only six touches or six carries uh, for Todd Gurley on the ground. And I know that the, the, the Ravens jumped out ahead early and it, it was not looking like we were going to be able to get a big game from Gurley just because when the Rams do fall behind early, uh, McVeigh absolutely abandons the run game. I don't think that that's anything too jarring for anybody. It shouldn't be too jarring for anybody. Uh, but, I mean, there's there's little things. Like, I, I can say right now, if it's third and long near midfield, what player the Rams going to call? And I would guess a good percentage of Rams fans are going to be able to tell you that they're going to call a wide receiver screen to the left. And if we can see that, if I can see that on my TV from Colorado, I guarantee the defensive coordinators are seeing the same thing. 
and telling their players what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, where last year a wide receiver screen on third and 27 would go to Robert Woods and he would score a touchdown. That's actually something that happened, if you guys remember. Uh, this year, those are going for five yards or or a loss sometimes. So I really just I want to see that they're not only understanding what they're doing wrong. Sean McVay knows he's calling plays wrong and and that he's putting players in bad positions and, and not running a real proper game plan, in my opinion, uh, which is a good balance of, of run and pass. And instead, he says that he is going to watch the tape and, and do some self-evaluation and stuff. And then we get the same thing the following weeks. So that's kind of just my, my thoughts. And I wanted to, to throw it out to you guys. Feel free to tweet me at Sheriff Joe Bags uh, or at Ram Showcase. And, and kind of let me know what you guys think about this, because it, to, to me, it's getting frustrating. You know, it's it's it sucks when as a fan, you can see the team line up and you're like, well, it's a run to this side or it's a wide receiver screen here or he's going to hit cup over the middle here. And, and that's not good. We shouldn't be able to do that. We should be watching the games and have absolutely no idea what the heck is coming next and so if we can spot what is what is coming and what the rams are about to call then there is no way that defensive coordinators don't so there you go let's go ahead and get into the leaderboard and uh the standings again it's uh, it still sits the same way san fran seattle la arizona just straight down the line we've been here uh for quite a while that with these standings that you can see if you guys are watching I went the wrong way. If you guys are watching on my YouTube channel, then you guys got the standings right here. But uh, for those uh, radio listeners, our podcast listeners, San Francisco 49ers are still leading the division at 10-1. and one. The Seattle Seahawks right behind them at 9-2. and two. Then you've got the Rams in third place at 6-5. and five, And rounding out the division, 3-7-1 and one for the Arizona Cardinals. So nothing amazing going on here. Uh, basically, it's like I said, it's been this San Fran, Seattle, L.A., Arizona, it's been that for most of the season, so not a whole lot cool going on there. Uh, this is, you know, the Rams dropped to third place, and prior to this season, the Rams didn't even know what third place was like under Sean McVay. It was basically, uh, the, the the Rams were always in the lead in the last two seasons under Sean McVay, so I hadn't even gone to second place, and now have been sitting in third for quite a while, and are having a hard time turning that corner, so... Uh, next in the leaderboard, though, Jared Goff is still fourth in the league in passing yards. So Jared Goff's still getting it done. Uh, his touchdown to, to interception ratio, not amazing. Um, if you guys are watching the games, it's kind of hard to see what he's looking at sometimes. Sometimes he throws balls. And you're like, where was that supposed to go? Uh, you know, but still fourth in the league. Uh, I think a big contributing factor to that is the fact that he's got so many talented wide receivers to throw the football to. Obviously, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, and then some very good tight ends, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, and then even down the depth chart, uh, well, I kind of just go to Josh Reynolds. Some people like players further down than that. I am not a Mike Thomas fan. I don't think he's very talented, uh, and I can't understand why he's been able to make this roster so many years in a row with such a stacked roster, especially when we have so many wide receivers in and out that many of us are watching in preseason and everything, and, and they're really good. And Mike Thomas just doesn't seem to ever do anything good, but he seems to always be on the field, or not necessarily on the field, but on the team. And that's kind of confusing. But Jared Goff, fourth in passing. Receiving yards. Uh, Cooper Cup is tied for seventh in the NFL in receiving yards. He's tied with Stephon Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings, who the Rams are chasing right now in the standings. Rushing yards. Todd Gurley is 18th in the NFL. Obviously, nothing to write home about there. He is tied for sixth in rushing touchdowns. 
tackles. Corey Littleton is tied for 10th and has absolutely become one of the top cover uh, cover linebackers in the entire NFL. Uh, Corey Littleton doing an awesome job in coverage, uh, but 10th in tackles, tied for 10th in tackles. And sacks, we knew we now have a new Rams sack leader, and that is, of course, Aaron Donald. How was it not Aaron Donald the whole season? How do we get to week 12 and it becomes Aaron Donald? Should have been that all along. Uh, but he is tied for 12th in the NFL with eight sacks, uh, but he now does uh, lead the Rams. So uh, we got that going for us. Uh, next up, we got the injury report. I don't have the uh, Cardinals injury report here. I think it was mainly just because I didn't look it up. Uh, but I, this is Ram Showcase, so I'm going to give you guys the Rams injuries. Uh, as far as the the did not practice, this is projected on Wednesday. Uh, the Rams did not practice on Wednesday. and Instead, these were projections of guys that would have not participated if they did have practice. So uh, that goes to tight end Gerald Everett, safety Marquis Christian, right tackle Rob Havenstein, and defensive back Darius Williams, who's really more of a corner, but he does play some safety. That's why I just call him a defensive back every time. Uh, Rob Havenstein, obviously not practicing again. That's not awesome, but at the same time, that right side hasn't necessarily made me mad yet with Bobby Evans and uh, and David Edwards on the right side, the two rookies handling that right side. But uh, you know what what side is frustrating me? The Andrew Whitworth side, I can tell you that much. Uh, it's a lot of penalties, more penalties this year than he had in the last two years combined with the team. So that doesn't look good. I think a little bit of it is just his age catching up to him. But Rob Havenstein, we we actually might be able to see him back on the field. Marquis Christian was, was listed as a, kind of a did not participate, but he was more of a, a more of a precautionary thing. Gerald Everett, actually, this is something that I saw blow up. On, well, it didn't blow up as much as I thought it would. But after seeing Gerald Everett's knee bend the way it did when he was trying to block, uh, it, it didn't look good. And I immediately was like, that could be an ACL. But... It, you know, I couldn't find anything on Twitter about it. Uh, the, the game was going on. I kept searching and it was just fans asking about what happened. It, there was no, no, no reports about what had happened to Gerald Everett and his, his knee. But he did tweet out today, I'm fine, guys, LOL, or something like that. Something along that effect. But it looks like Everett's going to be okay. But uh, this is obviously something that's going to be monitored as the the week goes on so we'll we'll try to keep you guys updated on the ram showcase social media pages and then uh darius williams uh who, who's been inactive in most games so not a not a big one there so uh that's a that's all i got for your injuries now only four of them i mean uh, if you take away the guys that are on ir and stuff then i guess it kind of it looks a little bit worse, or it looks a little bit better. We only have four guys. Most teams have their their list is like ten. So in that regard, I guess we're looking okay. But we do have a lot of guys on IR, so uh, we got that too. Let's get into this game preview. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams sit at six and five. The Arizona Cardinals at three seven and one. Like I had mentioned, this game will be televised on Fox uh, with Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston on the call for those of you guys going to the game i do know that uh, the rams fans do tend to travel for this game because it's not overly far from los angeles but for those of you guys going to the game about kickoff we're looking about 59 degrees and about the same at the end nothing too wild in terms of weather it is arizona which is one of the more boring weather areas Uh, but this is the first matchup between these two uh, this season of course we do get this matchup again in week 17 that one will be played on uh i was gonna say under the lights in los angeles it's not under the lights it's just it's under the sun in los angeles 
Uh, let's see here. Let's go to the matchup. we got the Rams offense versus the Arizona Cardinals defense. In total yards, the Rams offense is 16th. Arizona Cardinals defense is 31st. Passing the football, the Rams are 7th in the NFL. Arizona Cardinals defense, 32nd in the NFL. So, uh, last place as far as covering the pass. And they are going against the league's fourth best passer. Technically, in terms of yardage, I will say fourth best passer. I don't think that that would be an accurate statement. Running the football, the Rams are 24th in the NFL. The, Ram, uh, the Cardinals defense, however, is 23rd. In points per game, the Rams are 14th. And the Arizona Cardinals defense, 30th in points per game. On the flip side, you go to the other sideline. You got the Rams, or the excuse me, the Cardinals offense versus the Rams defense. I gotta keep screwing those those names up. The total yards, the Cardinals offense is 20th in the NFL. Rams defense is 16th. Definitely took a drop. Uh, let me actually check here. I can see what they were last week. Under uh, they were 10th last week, so definitely definitely a drop. Uh, 16th now after that massive performance by the the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Mainly it was the running game though. It didn't even feel like Lamar Jackson beat the crap out of us. It really felt like the offensive line and the run game handled the bidness. Uh, Passing the football, the Cardinals offense is 18th. The Rams defense is 13th. Running the football, the Cardinals are 15th on offense and the Rams defense is 16th. That definitely took a big hit. Let me go back again. Let me check that one because that was... Also a pretty high number. That was The Rams were 5th against the run last week and are now 16th. If that doesn't tell you how bad the, the Ravens absolutely destroyed our ground game, then I don't know what, what will. Uh, in points per game, uh, uh, the Cardinals offense and the Rams defense both tied at 15th in the NFL. So overall, a decently even matchup. It, even If you throw out the, the records in this one, it really just looks like the Cardinals defense is terrible. But other than that, this is a pretty close matchup. And that's only if you throw out the records. But then, of course, you bring in the records and you have to have an explanation for it. And it might be the fact that the Cardinals defense is absolutely atrocious. So I think that that has something to do with it. The history of these two teams, let's take a look at that. The Rams do lead the all-time series 41-38-2, so definitely a lead there. The Cardinals cannot take that back this season. Uh, The Rams have won the last four against the Arizona Cardinals, and not only have won the last four against the Arizona Cardinals, they've beat the crap out of the Arizona Cardinals the last four meetings, four in a row. And in those four games, the Rams have outscored Arizona 130-25. to And in only two of those games did the Arizona Cardinals even score points. So, uh, And then the Rams put up 30 at least in every single one of them. I believe it was 31, 32, 33, 34. Just, just clearing out the 30s. So maybe we can get to 35 this week against the, the Cardinals and then shut them out again. Because two shutouts in the last four, that's pretty solid. But again, this is a different team. This is a different Arizona Cardinals team. A team that we have not seen yet. And they, they do kind of stay in games. They are decently close in, in most of their games, but we haven't seen Kyler Murray. We haven't seen what a Cliff Kingsbury offense will do to a Wade Phillips defense. We just haven't seen it yet. So this will be our first look at all of that. And then that'll give us a better idea of our preview, our game preview that I'll have with you guys here going into week 17. And hopefully that's not my last game preview, but... Who knows? Who knows? Not last ever. I'm not leaving, guys. I'm not leaving. I'm three and a half years in. I can't quit now. There's no way. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The last time the Cardinals did win, it was against, in this series, it was against, uh, well, obviously the Rams. It was January 1st of 2017, and that was a 44-6 win by the Arizona Cardinals. So that's five 
blowouts in the last five meetings uh, between these two teams. So he'll hopefully we can get that going again. But maybe it's hopefully it's not on that side, and hopefully the Rams aren't on the receiving end of another beating this week because that was. I mean, I watched it, but it was not fun. I did not have a good time. I'll tell you that much. And uh, let's see, the Rams at the Cardinals. So when the Cardinals are hosting the Rams, the Rams do lead that all-time series 20-17-2. So, of course, all the ties coming at the Cardinals. I was going to say at Arizona, but if you look at this matchup, it's kind of interesting. The first ones we see of Rams and Cardinals go back to Cleveland versus Chicago, which is really interesting. And then we had... You know, uh, I, I actually, you know what? I don't know when the Cardinals moved to St. Louis, but I know we had some L.A. versus St. Louis, uh, L.A. Rams versus St. Louis Cardinals. And then, uh, well, the Cardinals went to Arizona, but they called themselves Phoenix for a little bit. But lots of cities for these ones, uh, three different cities for each team in this matchup. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Like I said, pretty short show for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm not going too nuts into a lot of stuff, but uh, we're going to wrap it up with some Joe Stradamus. But Reggie, you know I need that music. Reggie's always on top of it. He's the best. Uh, Let's see. For my Joe Stradamus this week, I'm not going too nuts on you guys, but I do feel like some of you guys are going to get a little upset with me about this prediction. And basically what I'm going to say is I'm going to say the Rams will not make the playoffs this year and that instead, like, it it will be kind of talked down in the media, people are going to be like, what's wrong with McVay? What's wrong with Goff? What's wrong with Gurley? What's wrong with Cooks? We've got a lot of people who have some question marks around them, but they're going to say that we were kind of just that flash in the pan. But ultimately, I believe that next season, uh, I think that's going to be a better year. And I think this is going to be kind of looked at as a learning year for these guys. We have a very, we're still a young team in, in most regards. You look at the offensive line, very young. Secondary is pretty young. Uh, Bari are taking out Eric Weddle. Uh, but then once he leaves, it'll be Taylor Rapp. So uh, it's a, a very young secondary, uh, pretty young linebackers right now. So uh, and then on the offensive side of the ball, lots of young offensive linemen, young wide receivers, except for Brandon Cook's been around a little bit, but it's not like he's old Robert Woods as well. But then you look at the, uh, you know, Cooper Cups and the Josh Reynolds of the of the, the Rams roster. It, it is a young roster. But I do, this is my prediction. I think that the Rams come in next year, getting a new logo. We don't know what it is yet. If you guys think that you've seen it, I'm going to promise you guys that you have not seen it. The logos that you guys are seeing are not going to be the Rams logos. I can just tell you that because, first of all, it's November. And it's supposed to be released in about April. We're not going to get leaks in November in the middle of the season. Come on, guys. We've been through this before. If you guys are listening to me after a 45-6 to blowout, then you guys are hardcore Rams fans. And you guys need to understand, we wouldn't get that leak that early. So just relax. It's going to be fine. All we know is that it's going to be something like we've never seen before. And the logo that's being out and being talked about is basically just a mashup of the new logo and the old logo. And then we do know that it will be a combination of blue and yellow. We know that. It's been confirmed. Kevin Demoff's already told us. So... New unis, new logo, new stadium. It's going to be awesome, and I think the Rams come in hot next year. But you know what? Maybe that's just me. You guys can tweet me at Ram Showcase or at Sheriff Joe Bags and let me know if you guys think I'm insane or if you guys think I'm the smartest person alive. I prefer the latter, but the former is okay, uh, as long as you guys are being honest with me, and that's the most important part. That is going to do it for me, though. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash 
Sheriff Joe Banks, which is pretty simple, right? That's the most simple thing ever. I did. I have shared the distribution map on the Ram Showcase Facebook page. I will be doing that on the Instagram page right when I'm done recording, so you guys can check it out there. If you guys are going to be in the area, spoiler alert, not a lot of area are going to be seeing this game. It's a lot of just Los Angeles and Arizona, and then a couple of sporadic spots throughout the country. So uh, not in Colorado. I know that much, so I'll have to go out for it, but... You know, that's where you're going to check, see if you guys are in the area. If not, then uh, I'm sure most of you guys, it is 2019, I'm sure most of you guys by now have a way to watch the game. And you're not watching, like, game casts anymore, like, opening up the score and just checking out what's going on. I'm sure most of you guys have gotten that together. So, uh, that is going to do it for me, though. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.